as we make our journey through the Northern Cape, we are encountering the most amazing resources, not just material, but human too, and meeting the personalities behind the tourism products that make up the Northern Cape. So I was pleased to meet Conrad Stein, better known as Sensei Kapi, because he is a karate man and obviously a leader in that field. But like many of the wonderful personalities that we've encountered, he's also a musician, a tour guide, and a fellow jet setter. So a little bit about El Coweru Guesthouse is that it is nestled in the heart of the Namakwalands picturesque Springbok. And most of us, when we think Northern Cape, we think Kuruman and Springbok. So that at least can ring a bell because we've we've actually sojourned to a few fairly remote spots in the Northern Cape. And it offers its visitors upscale, high-end accommodation with fairly affordable rates. And goodness knows we are all looking for that budget-friendly value-for-money holiday, whether it's as couples or as families. So from what I gather, El Coero Guesthouse plays host to business travelers, it being Springbok and fairly central, and also to tourists exploring the beauty of the Namakwa land. It's uh, really designed to cater to, to the needs of its guests, but I'm not expert. I'm going to now introduce Conrad Stein, or Sensei Kapi, as he's popularly and familiarly known as, and uh, issue a warm welcome to Sensei Kapi. How are you doing today? Hey, Jenna, thank you very much for the introduction. Yeah, I'm doing well, and hello to all the listeners. All good here in excellent. Now, please, I'm asking everybody the, this question. What is the temperature there today? <laughs> a good, nice, cool 34 degrees, so. Wonderful. On its best, yeah. On its best, definitely. A day to stay hydrated and a day to stay, you know, wearing uh, just cool clothing and enjoying the beauty no, of the day, Northern Cape. A day to stay at the pool. That's what you need to do. Now, Conrad, I believe this property has been in the family and hospitality has been in the veins for a while. And I would love to hear about the journey that brought you to this point where you have El Coero Guest House and the Clipperant Guest House. Maybe just tell us how that happened. Okay, yeah, so we all started off way, way back in the years I grew up in, well, I was born in Palaborva and my family did like the excursions into the Kruger National Park. And then my mother's originally from Springbok, so we moved back here. And then eventually um, in flower season, it was a problem way back in the 80s and the 90s to get accommodation for people who wanted to see the flowers of the Macrolent. And we would have people in our house, you know, so all the kids moved to a room and then your room would be set out for guests. Almost like what As we often did in those days, it was quite yeah, normal. Yeah. Quite normal, almost a Airbnb vibe, but a little bit more uh, informal. And so, yeah, that's how everything started off. And then eventually, as income was a bit of a problem, my mother decided to start a guest house, official guest house. And at those years, it was not a well-known type of establishment in South Africa. You know, to have a guest house was not not the big thing. And uh, yeah, we started off as a guest house way back in the 90s. And uh, I went and I lived in France, stayed a little bit in Europe, uh, all over a few countries. I went to study French in Paris and uh, trained karate. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so that was quite a good journey for me. I was a youngster. I wanted to learn another language. Uh, we didn't have money for university, so I had to sort of 
uh, get the pot cooking on my own. So, um, yeah, I went there, came back, and then eventually somewhere in the next few years that I was back in Springbok, my mother has created the guest house, and it grew from four rooms to six to 12. And um, I eventually resigned my job, and I took over the business for the family uh, as a startup uh, situation at that time. And that gave me a lot of uh, opportunity to travel and train my karate, which I'm very passionate about. And so it gave me a bit of time for that. So, yeah, over the last 17 years, I have t- taken over the business uh, solely. Um, there's, there's no partners left in the business, just me. There's no family left in the business. And, uh, yeah, I took over Alcoviru and we grew from strength to strength. And Phenomenal. And I believe you're now sitting on 20 rooms. Yeah. So in, in my luck of the draw was a lesson I learned from, from the old lady that never had any, please don't ever have any debt. And Pennywise mm. bounced footage. So um, I, ne- I didn't have any debt. And so when COVID struck, we opened up another business, two businesses. We had a, a cleaning company that we grouped into um, sort of a disinfecting and cleaning and that kind of thing. And so we kept the pot okay. cooking. And we also registered mm-hmm. the guest house as an essential uh, accommodation. So we had a lot of business from, from government for accommodation on medical and that kind of thing. And so I love that. I love that you thought outside of the box, yeah, Conrad, because, you know, the resilience of an entrepreneur is really being able to think outside the box. For sure, for sure. And so, yeah, we had to keep the pot cooking, you know, and for me, it was important to keep my staff, not lose my staff. And so we went through a lot of channels to get financial help, and unfortunately, it wasn't uh, good for certain type of businesses. We didn't get get any help, and so we had to survive. And uh, I can say with quite pride that I've not missed one salary throughout the whole COVID. Not missed any of my staff, although they weren't even here. They all got paid. They all got money. And it grew and the service got better. My that staff is got... such an immense blessing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was amazing and my staff felt the the input that we all have uh, as we work together. There's no leader walking in front without leading by example. So I work with my staff and we, we all do everything together. And so that grew. And eventually we got to a very positive input. The company grew a lot. We had a good result at the end of COVID and, and grew from there on. And the opportunity came to buy the guest house next door to me. So we bought this uh, clip run guest house in August this year. So now we've got 20 rooms going and another three that needs to be developed. So the property grew from something small that my mother dreamt four rooms to where we are now, 20 rooms expanding to 23 rooms and about Amazing. people, 11 to 12 people employing them permanently. So that's quite good. Sounds wonderful. And Thanks. now post-COVID, what are the priorities for the guest house? So yeah, the, the big thing now is, is, is Northern Cape. Northern Cape, you know what we offer in Northern Cape as remote, on your own, away from people, away from things where you and your family can be just you, just get connected again. So COVID taught people to sort of get back together. And and most people would love to be in remote areas. So that has improved the tourism in Northern Cape, and especially in the Macaulay tremendously. And also the fact that Springbok is a pass-through to Namibia. And Namibia is also a big sort of um, destination for everybody. So yeah, in, in that situation post-COVID, people are looking for that specific away from everything. So why it's so good for us in Macaulay is that I've been living here for a very long time. So everybody knows everybody in this town. And as a tour guide, you can get to the most beautiful, most remote places that is imaginable in the world. Now, I've seen the world 
Amazing. You can drive around the corner in the Magdalene and you'll find the best gems in the world. And people don't know about this. So this is why when you go on to searching in the Magdalene to see, you know, Swimbok is not a really a good destination as advertised. Um, mm -hmm. It's Passover, stopover, that kind of thing. But now in these days, when you know the history of the Magdalene and to put a put a, a, a sort of a thought in your, or give you an idea of what's going on here, and you can research it, Springbok is one of the oldest towns in South Africa. They started mining copper here in 1689. They already mined copper here. I mean, this, this, is, this is huge, and people don't know about this. So if you come to this area and you can get a local guide, you can get these people together, and we can show you how beautiful the situation can be. Sounds and amazing. What adds, yeah, and what adds to it is, is, is flower season. Flower season just makes the hope. You know, when you go in summer and it's 40 degrees Celsius and it's dry, you come back in winter and you've got this or like spring and it's just flowers everywhere and it, it creates hope. Mm -hmm. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine because I need to have a picture in my mind of what a typical uh -huh. day in Springbok would be for you. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Yeah, typical day. Well, a typical, typical day in Springbok as, as, a, as a business owner, uh, it's quite, quite busy. We in hospitality, there's no rest. You work Sunday to Sunday, January the 1st to December the 1st. So <laughs> that's unfortunately the trade. Um, but it's good. We need a lot of different people. So a, a basic day for us would be, especially in the week, we've got a lot of business customers. So to get these people happy, know where they want to go, help them with their planning, especially if you know everybody, you can connect a guy, comes here, maybe he's advertising new products, and you're going to, oh, yeah, I know the owner of this business, I know the owner of that business, and you can get those oaks connected. Uh, out of a tourism point of view, a lot of these people arrive and they're like, oh, what can we do in Springbok? So a typical day in my life would be connecting people around uh, the idea of business business guys coming to Springbok. And because everybody knows everybody in this town, it's very nice for me to be in this trade in Immaculate to know that I can point guys in the right direction to develop our community and, and whatever business they do. From a tourism side, it's even better. So we've got a little airstrip here in Springbok, and there's so many flights coming in, private people, and you pick up these guys from the airport and drive them around Springbok, and you can show them the history, the mining industry, um, and all the things going around the Macaland, which you would only see if you have a local guide. To to give you an idea, Springbok's history starts from 1600s already. I mean, that's, that's almost 400 years of, of history in this town. So... To take people around the area, that is for us very fantastic. And what we've done, uh, another company we started off in, in, in COVID time, the owner of the Okeep Country Hotel, Malcolm Mostert, and me, we've started a company called Shop. And Shop is a Uber for guides. So if you want to connect with a guide in a local town, you hop onto Shop, you look for the guided tour that you need in the area, you book the guide, it's a click of a button, you pay your trip and the Oak gets communication through the app and you have a tour booked with a local person. And what makes it even better is that we developed it for the guides as well. Those people struggling to build a tour and they don't know how to do that. And with five pages, you've created a fantastic view of the tour that you're going to present to your local people. So a day in our life in Spromok is this keeping our customers happy, taking them around the area, but also trying to get the local guides to hop onto our platforms to see that they can, develop themselves and take people around and show them this unbelievably beautiful history of Namakland. It really does sound like a community that is connected 
through the love of the oh. province, through the love of keeping customers happy and oh, yeah. uh, with a deep sense of commitment to growing the region. And it yeah. really makes me so happy to hear that. I think you are also a very pivotal part to that. Yeah, thank you. And you must know that people of Namekulon are amazing. It's the most friendly people you've met in the world. People are just so. so helpful and kind, yeah. I'm so looking forward to my trip there. We're going yeah. to Nivotville, so that's the oh, new, yeah. uh, the iron chain that's been launched very, very recently, yeah. the newest uh, experience, and we're going to Pop Kelsfontein on the 1st and 2nd of January. Oh, that and sounds we'll good. we heading further out to you, and we look forward to meeting you very soon, Conrad. Yeah, and before we say goodbye to you, I'd love for you to send out a message to our listeners to encourage them to come to your province. So, first of all, the listeners must understand that Namekulon is not just flowers. I think flowers is a bonus. Flowers is the extra thing that comes onto it. Um, the rural roads, the people, the connection to the Orange River, the West Coast at Port Nolof, Clains here, these places, and getting to know people from Namekulon, the culture, the music, the art. I think the listeners out there must make a big effort to come and see Namekulon all through the year. You know, summer, it's hot, winter, it's cold, but it's still an unbelievably beautiful place for the culture that you can find here. And I think it's one of those places in South Africa that's a little bit untouched, where you can still find honest, true people. I love that because it's not commercialized. People still offer you that authentic, homegrown experience. And yeah, those are exactly. the things that bring us back to center. Very exactly. positive words to end our interview on, Conrad. It's been a great Thank pleasure chatting much. to you. Thank Definitely you one of the great resources in the Northern Cape. And yep. we look forward to visiting with you very soon. Good. I hope to I hope to meet you. Yeah. So thanks very much for approaching me. And uh, yeah, I would love to, to meet you guys. And, and thanks for promoting Northern Cape. We, we do appreciate it.